Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. We're about a week removed from uh, Thanksgiving and Black Friday shopping. Do you do any of the Cyber Mondays or the Black Friday deals? Do you take advantage of any of that? I buy all my stuff online, but I don't really wait for Cyber Monday. It's like whenever, whenever it seems like I have, my, I have a buddy that lives across the street from me and he's like, dude, seriously, UPS or FedEx shows up at your house like five times a day. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not my fault. They should, they should put it all together in the same shipment. So that's right. But. They have their own parking space at your house. <laughs> Invite them in to have dinner. I ask because, uh, you know, going back uh, about a week ago, some of the numbers have been released about the shopping from Cyber Monday and Black Friday. And this year, retail shopping, so going in stores, was down 28%. From 2019, they didn't count 2020 because of COVID. Uh, and so they're saying not a whole lot of people are going in store, but online shopping on Black Friday was up to the point of almost $9 billion online shopping on Black Friday. That sounds about right. I have no idea. What do you compare that to? But I mean, I, I definitely think over what the past five or 10 years, they've shown that the number of people buying online is mm-hmm. going up and up and up every single year. And so, you know, the the Black Friday crowds, it seems like you don't see nearly as many people like beating each other up over yeah. a, a TV the cabbage at, patch at dolls. Walmart, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, and, so, and that was another point of this story I read from CNBC. They said that now if you do do the Black Friday shopping, it's no longer the 5 a.m. door busters where you knock somebody out for a 60 inch. That's, you know, you're going to save 50 bucks. Now they say the time to people to shop is one to three p.m. Well, and I saw a lot of the stores actually were closed on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. where there was this trend for a while where they were opening up like in the afternoon on Thanksgiving and people were saying, hey, can't we have a day where we just give thanks and not have to work? And, you know, anyway, so I thought that was pretty cool that several retailers were like, look, we're not doing this on on Thanksgiving. We'll do it the day after and stick to Black Friday. Yeah, I think that's a direct result because the in-store shopping is not as big. On Cyber Monday, we spent collectively across the country $11 billion on Cyber Monday. That's not that's different from the $9 billion we spent on Black Friday, but another $11 billion on Cyber Monday. So it's nice to get that type of number, though, right? And kind of go, oh, okay, well, I guess there's people out there spending you mm-hmm. know, some of these news reports. Like if you watch the news, it's crazy. You know, I'll see these clips that will come across or a client will send me something, whether it's Fox News or MSNBC or CNN or any of the thing. It doesn't matter. They're always like, oh, the economy is really struggling. And I'm like, the economy is not struggling. The economy is doing really, really well. Job numbers or unemployment levels are some of the best levels we've seen. Mm-hmm. In fact, you have inflation because the economy is doing so well. And so I think sometimes you turn off the, the TV and stop listening to some of these news reports and just look at what's going on in the world right now. There are a lot of people that feel pretty confident that are spending money. There's a lot of retailers, a lot of uh, small businesses, a lot of people that are having success right now. And yeah, we have some, some supply chain issues. We have some other, you know, the Omicron variants yeah. and all this stuff that, that will hit us. But for the most part, 
the U.S. economy is booming and moving along, and that's creating some of the issues that we're seeing in the markets and some of the volatility we're seeing with with inflation rising and some of these uh, talks of of interest rates rising. So there's things to be paying attention to, but it's not doom and gloom. Yeah. You you know, Matt, I'm glad you brought up the the new uh, COVID variant Omicron. Does that that sounds like a comic convention, if you ask me. (laughs) Went out to Omicron this weekend at the campus of ASU. But we noticed last weekend that the markets took a shift because of this new COVID variant, you know, that's supposedly spreading across. Now, the reason the markets got a little funky is that because of the fear of this new COVID variant, or is it the fear of how the government is going to react to it? If you think about, you know, the first time you rode a a roller coaster, you probably had a lot of adrenaline, you were freaked out. And then now as you get older, as you go on them, you might, you know, get a little excited, but you kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. COVID hit us all and and the markets uh, reacted, took a huge dip really quickly. And then they had a, a really quick uh, recovery as we had stimulus and we had all these things and, and then we were shut down. And, and I think there is some fear out there that, you know, if, if another variant comes out and shuts everything down, people have a little panic about that because it, it sucked, right? It wasn't a lot of fun yeah. to, to go through that. And I think there is some reaction, right, to these, th- these news stories that come out that I think as time goes on and we see new variants continue to come out and we see as, as life continues, hopefully more normally, um, as, as these different things happen, that we'll see less and less reaction to uh, to these things. And I think looking at it, the one of the really important things to to understand is is how much emotion and things, you know, can negatively uh, affect our, our investments. And, and a really good reason, a good plug for why Matt and I do our job is to, to take those things, take the news stories out of it, take the emotion out of things and, and really help people create a plan that that allows them, you know, come COVID or high water. Right. Um, that they can have the income that they need in retirement, make wise decisions based on real indications of what the economy is doing and, and where where things are going um, so that they can have stability and um, predictability in their, their income and in their, in their finances as they move into retirement. I feel like this is something that we may have to get used to as the new normal for the next year or so. A new variant will pop up about every six to eight weeks. We react to it. We see how it affects the economy, see how it affects the community. And then we sit back and adjust to it. And then about six weeks later, a new variant pops up and then we react. The market reacts. Does that feel like what what 2022 may look like for COVID? It's going to be one of the major factors that will impact the daily movements of the market. But, you know, in this particular case, for example, the report came out, oh, my gosh, there's this new variant. It seems like it's highly contagious. Well, what was fortunate is that news came out and over the weekend, it also came out that the variant, the symptoms were pretty mild, that what didn't seem to be pretty, very deadly, it was more like the common cold. Mm -hmm. And so once people heard that, Monday, the market was back up, right? And so they kind of said, oh, well, maybe this isn't the end of the world. Maybe we're not going to have, you know, a bunch of hospitals full and a bunch of people dying so we can go about our daily life. And so that type of reaction will happen. The moment one of those things pop up, people will kind of freak out for a moment. More data will come in. Depending on what the data shows, then the market will react more positively or or negatively. And so it's something you have to be paying attention to. Again, Damon and I believe in having an active portfolio. So what that means is 
We believe being invested in the market is a great place to be right now, but that could change on on a dime. That could change, you know, over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And what what our portfolio is designed to do is, you could say, "Hey, I want to have fifty percent of my money in the market," but you know, we could start seeing some signals that would cause us to make adjustments, you know, proactively where we're taking your portfolio down to only having 30% in the market or 20% or perhaps nothing in the market because we're trying to shelter from some of these market corrections or reactions that potentially could come from inflation, mm-hmm. from taxes, from political decisions, from you know coronavirus, whatever it might be that can cause this, we wanna be proactive about that. And I think that's critical, especially for people close to retirement, having some strategies in place of how they're gonna protect their money is really important because bottom line, the losses will have a greater impact than any of the gains. Mm -hmm. If you lose 20%, you need a 25% return to get that back. If you lose 30, you need a 43% return to get that back. You need a much greater return to overcome any losses. So what are you doing to protect against losses? That needs to be a question that you're asking, and that needs to be a question that you have an answer for, because that is one of the critical steps you need to, to build wealth and make sure that you maintain that wealth. You talk about questions that we need to ask. Well, I have a question for you as we're now officially into December. New Year's going to be here before you know it. What's the one thing that we need to do, even if we're comfortable with the way our portfolio looks, what's the one thing that we need to look at right now before we flip to 2022? Well, taxes is a big thing, right? Again, we're, we're working with clients to do Roth conversions, do any shifts that need to be happening, do tax har- tax loss harvesting, all of those things. You know, again, we have a drop dead date of the end of the year to have those things completed to be able to make sure that you're being efficient in what you're giving the government versus what you're keeping in your pocket. But I think this this you know volatility we've recently seen in the market, again, those are some of the wake up calls that we get that give us the opportunity to say, okay, maybe I should revisit, revisit my risk levels. Maybe I should look at rebalancing my portfolio. Maybe I should actually sit down and talk to someone about doing what Matt and Damon have been talking about, about having more of a active management portfolio where I have some strategies in place to protect when the market goes through its cycles or goes or goes crazy and goes down. And, and I have some strategies in place to protect my assets, not, you know, during those downturns so that during the, the good times, I've got more money to grow. 480-680-6868. It's all about having the right plan. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's in his second year as a quarterback for the Eagles. And uh, he revealed how he spent his first million dollars, which included hiring a financial advisor and banking over 700 grand. Uh, Jalen Hurts told GQ Sports that he even practices ways to cut his everyday cost. There are a ton of ways you can save money and be smart about your money. Instead of buying a brand new car because it depreciates as soon as you, you know, get off the lot, you can buy a used car or a lease a car. Instead of going out to eat all the time at these five-star restaurants, you can simply cook at home or a person like me, I'm going to take me a few to go place from the facility. (laughs) The third way you can save money is instead of hiring a landscaping company, you can hire a local kid from the community to come cut your grass like I used to do. All right, that's where I draw the line. Sorry, kid. I need a professional to come cut my grass. <laughs> but I, does that make you smile when you hear somebody, you know, in their 20s that's making real life changing money now, having those kind of ethics when it comes to their financial situation? I think uh, it shows some good parenting. Right. Um, and, and yeah, it, it really does 
make me smile. We try to teach our children to understand the importance of financial decisions and, and spending money where you want to. And it also reminds me of so many of our clients who who come in that have a million, two million, three million dollars. And they're, the reason that they have them is because they, they're this type of person who really is looking for efficiency that, that you know, they, they don't scrimp and save and, and uh, so that they can't have fun in life. But they're, they're these people that, that have come in and said, we really want a plan that shows efficiency, that we can pay our taxes but not leave a tip that can make sure that we have the income that we need and that way that potentially we're going to have it for as long as we live and that we can potentially leave some to our kids, but they want efficiency. And, and that's one of the things that I love about what we do and how we do our, our job is, is helping our clients look at all the different aspects of what it, you know, their life in retirement. Okay. How are we going to efficiently draw this income? How are we going to be efficient in the taxes? How are we going to look at social security and maximize that benefit? and Medicare and and the estate plan and all those different pieces and make it all work together seamlessly so that they can do what they do well, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He wants to go out and think about that, not about his finances. Our clients want to be with their grandkids or they want to be traveling or they want to be volunteering at all the different organizations that they volunteer at. And having a good plan allows them to do that and being able to maybe not spend their first million, right? but spend the the million or two or or whatever they have, even if it's 500,000 that they've saved for retirement, worked really hard to do it, that they know it's working efficiently for their benefit, meeting their goals and, and that they have a plan for when, you know, the crap hits the fan um, or when things are really good. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's a really fulfilling part of what we do. And, and it's it's fun to see that the stress come off of our client's shoulders as we go through this process and build out that plan for them. You know, Mark, when you said that uh, you, you want to hire a professional for your landscape and I, I, it just kind of brought me back to when I was a kid, there was opportunities to work. So I, you know, I had a paper route. I mowed the grass at my dad's rental properties as all as well as his office complex. I, I still think back to that going, how many people were walking across and into those office buildings and saw this like nine year old out <laughs> pushing a lawnmower and thought that was weird. Uh, you would never see that today. And so, as you know, as a parent, you're sitting there, you're trying to figure out ways to teach your kids the value of money. Because like Damon was saying, the people that are successful with money, they've been taught some correct principles along the way. And usually that's by a parent or a grandparent. And so with my own kids, I've been trying to do that. And so, you know, me and my son, we went into this little bit of a business venture and he's like, I want to, I want to make some money, dad. And so, you know, what I ended up doing is I ended up buying these, these dumbbells, um, in bulk from China, got them shipped here before, you know, the supply chain broke down <laughs> and they've been stored in our garage. And my son's been selling these on offer up and trying to make some money, um, selling these dumbbells. And he's been pretty successful. And what's been awesome about it is, is two things. Number one, he's learned, had to learn how to negotiate and communicate with people. And usually it's adults mm-hmm. and it's been pretty entertaining to see a 14 year old kid, you know, negotiating with some of these adults and then they show up and they, they want to talk to me and I'm like, Hey, you've been talking to, to Noah the whole time. So, you know, <laughs> do they, you do know. they try to talk him down in price thinking he's a kid and you know, I, I can cut it. Yeah. Well, one, one guy was pretty funny. He's like, okay, what's the price? And my son calculated it out and said, this is the price. And so the guy showed up, he paid him the money 
And then like an hour later, the guy texts back and said, Hey, you, you overcharged me. You took a hundred dollars extra from me. And my son was like, no, I didn't. This is the math. And the guy was like, no. And they went like, and that I have the text messages. It went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this guy was like, and my son finally was like, you need to learn to do the math. <laughs> put into the calculator. This is what you put in. He puts the numbers in and, and like five minutes later, the guy comes back and says, Hey, you're right, kid. Sorry. And, and, and that was it. And my son's response was, no problem. If you need more weights in the future, let me know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, but so now he's made pretty good money with that. But what we've told him is like, look, if we set this still up, you have to pay for the, the cost of the weights. So he has to figure that out. And then on his profits, we said, hey, you got to throw 50% of that into savings. You got to pay your tithe and then you get to keep the rest. And it's been interesting to watch him because he's like, why do I have to put so much into savings? I'm like, well, I'm just trying to teach you what taxes are all about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but, but no, he's saving for college. He's saving for down the road, but he's learning some very good principles. And I think those principles will pay off in the end that he'll know a little bit better the value of a dollar, what it takes to get that dollar what to do with that dollar once you earn it, making sure that you're paying yourself, making sure that you're taking care of the future, your mm -hmm. future needs, as well as what you want and what your concerns are right now. And those are principles that if we all apply those, if we all look at our budget, again, we're coming up to the new year and usually we all set financial goals. You know, if you're looking at your budget and you're looking at some of the things you want to see better in, as part of your financial life in 2022, for most people, you're going to sit down and you're going to set some goals. You're going to say, Hey, I want to control some of my spending. I want to save more. I want to get better prepared here. I want to get my investments aligned. Those are all awesome things that we all need to be doing that are going to make a huge difference down the road. And so again, whether that's getting a financial plan, getting a second look on your investments, again, we can help you with all of that. But some of the things that you potentially could be doing on your own is that budget is, you know, figuring out what your cost will be in retirement, understanding your social security benefits and how that's going to impact you. All of those things will make a huge difference in how much you have, what your, what your success rate is going to be and helping you identify when you're going to be prepared that you actually can retire. So you can start setting that date and putting that out there and having a goal that you're shooting for. Has he thought about cornering the market of free weights and financial advice? <laughs> like it's a half gym, half financial advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Come get a dumbbell and learn from a dumbbell, right? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.